so much for joining me. My name is Elizabeth Dale and I am a Cornish writer with a little bit of an obsession about writing (laughs) about Cornish history. And if you haven't come across my stuff before, then I highly recommend that you pop over to my blog, the Cornish Bird blog, and take a look at some of my posts there. You'll find all sorts of content, everything from uh, book reviews to recommendations of amazing places in Cornwall to visit. But more importantly, I suppose, thank you so much for deciding to listen to my podcast. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, um, a few years ago when I was looking for something else, I found a little article in an old newspaper from 1842 referring to a woman called Hannah the Sweet. Now, the newspaper report told me that Hannah uh, was being imprisoned for her riotous behaviour. And as you can imagine, I was a little bit intrigued. So I started researching this woman. And what I found out was quite extraordinary, but also fairly upsetting as well. So you have been warned, this story has some ups and some serious downs. But please stay with me and let's talk about the life of this amazing woman. Now I say that Hannah was an amazing woman, and of course she was. But in the great scheme of things, hers was quite an ordinary life. But that's the thing, you see, I've always been really fascinated with the ordinary lives of the people that that came before us, perhaps because I'm fairly nosy, but mostly I'm just intrigued by the small stuff. And and women especially, um, especially women who lived outside of the social norms, who were on the margins, we don't tend to talk about them. They're, They're not celebrated and they're not really remembered. I heard a saying a few years ago that has really stuck with me and it was along the lines of that in this world you die twice, once when your heart stops beating and for the second time when someone says your name for the last time. So I just choose to say these ordinary women's names. So. Hannah the Sweep. Well, at the time uh, the newspaper article was published, Hannah was a prostitute. She was a sex worker. And as many of uh, the ladies of the the night did, she used a pseudonym and hers was Hannah the Sweep. But there was also um, Mary Payne, who was known as the Roach Rock. There was Mary Roberts, who was called the Penryn Ghost. Um, There was Elizabeth Williams, who was known as Slippery Lizzie. And there was also um, an Amy Rowe, who was known as the Unamiable Amy. And these were all real women living their lives. But the only reason that we know something about them is because they got themselves into trouble with the law. So Hannah was born Hannah Courtney. Um, in about 1810. We don't know her exact date of birth and we think that she was originally from Oakhampton. We know next to nothing about her early life. Um, When she arrived in Truro, 
But at some point, um, she married a man called William Jury, who was 20 years older than her. And um, he was a chimney sweep, which is where we assume that Hannah got her nickname. Now, they married in about 1828 um, and went on to have two children, a boy that they called Courtney and uh, a little girl born in 1836 called Elizabeth. Now, we don't really know what happened after Elizabeth was born, but by 1839, we find Hannah living uh, alone without her husband in a boarding house with a lot of other women. Now, in the early 19th century, as I'm probably sure that you all know, there was uh, there was no support, really. If you got into trouble, if you fell into debt or into poverty or there was any kind of scandal, there was no welfare state to, to pick you up and sort you out. Life was really hard and, and pretty unforgiving. So the first mention of Hannah in the newspapers comes in uh, 1839 when she is in the courtroom in Truro in the old city hall um, and she's standing in front of the judge with two other women, Elizabeth Davies and Mary Payne. Now the three women are described as prostitutes in the article and they are charged with assault and theft. Now, Hannah ends up being convicted no less than eight times in just a matter of a few years, um, mostly for drunken behaviour and theft. And she's described in the newspapers as um, a nymph and a notorious prostitute and a riotous drunk. And she ends up being sent to Bodmin Jail on at least eight occasions and luckily for us um, the the prison records at Bodmin actually contain uh, descriptions of the prisoners so we know what Hannah looked like she was about five foot four she had brown hair and hazel eyes she's described as having a fresh complexion and she also had um, a tattoo on her right arm although we don't really know what the, the tattoo was of so Hannah lived in a boarding house on Charles Street in Truro, but she seems to have spent a great deal of time in the various uh, beer houses that there were around the city. And one in particular on Kalenic Street, uh, she got herself into a little bit of trouble when she decided to steal the wallet of a man called John Major. Now, this was in April 1839, and the newspaper reported that he said that once Hannah grabbed the wallet, she took off like a hare down the street. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, it was only a matter of time before the law ran out of patience with Hannah, and unfortunately, that moment came in July 1842. Now, Hannah was in the courtroom in Truro again, and this time uh, charged with stealing 10 shillings from a man called Robert Lidicott. I'm not entirely sure um, what defence Hannah actually put up because the West Britain um, 
refused to print it. They said it was of such a disgusting character that they could not attempt to publish it. And they also regretted to report that it had affected the modesty of any of the, the number of respectable females that were in the gallery at the time. Hannah was found guilty, of course, almost inevitably. The judge sentenced Hannah to 10 years transportation to Australia. And when she received her sentence, Hannah uh, apparently burst into tears and begged to be allowed to have her youngest child, uh, Elizabeth, who was only six at the time, to come with her. But that request was refused. So on the 7th of September 1842, Hannah left England on the Garland Grove, uh, which was a ship that carried 191 uh, convicts, all women, to Tasmania in Australia. Now, heaven only knows what that journey was like, but it took them uh, just over four months until they arrived in Hobart in 1843. And in those days, Everyone who was transported knew that in all likelihood they were never going to see their home again. So I'm sure that Hannah might have thought that it was pretty ironic that the factory that she was put to work in was called the Launson Female Factory. Now the women there were laundresses and seamstresses but it was a pretty chaotic uh, lifestyle. Their diet was really poor, it was really badly overcrowded and there was frequent rioting. And guys I'm really sorry, it's not a happy story. But Hannah actually died just 12 months after arriving out in Tasmania and she was only 33 years old. And there's still so much that we don't know about her that we will now never know about her and her life. And 150 years later, it's incredibly easy for us to judge her by modern standards and why her life went the way that it did. But hopefully Hannah Jury's story, if nothing else, gives us an invaluable window into um a life that is not really ever talked about, a life that doesn't appear in any of the history books, but just because it doesn't, doesn't make it any less valuable. Now, I just wanted to end on uh, maybe a happier note, um, seeing as Hannah's story is a little bit sad, obviously. So I just wanted to tell you that her daughter, uh, that she had to leave behind, Elizabeth Jury, well, in 1851, she is on the census working as a servant for a large farming family just outside of Truro. And I really, really hope for Hannah's sake and for her daughter's sake that her life took a very different path and that she went on to live a, a long and happy life despite losing her mother at such a young age. So that's nearly it from me. Thank you so much if you have managed to listen all the way to the end of Hannah's story and I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that you see the value that I see in talking about these ordinary, in adverted comma, lives. 
So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. So please leave me a comment or a like. Please share this podcast if you enjoyed it. And thank you so much again for joining me. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Bye bye.